Thanks for tuning in to After Dark with Robin Andrew, which is available on America Out Loud's iHeartRadio channel, along with streaming on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn Radio, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Please be sure to search for America Out Loud. In addition to that, we're available on AmericaOutloud.news, which has thousands of podcasts and articles updated daily. And we always appreciate it when you share those on social media. Hope you're all having a great week. We all hope that you're making a lot more money than Pete Buttigieg with his recent pay cut down to $1. Marjorie Taylor Greene uh, launched the pay cut for the transportation secretary, who seems to be all over the world doing everything but his job. I mean, this guy uh, is all over the place. The media drools all over him. Uh, to be honest, I wouldn't be surprised if Pete Boot Edge Edge sneaks and worms his way into uh, Joe Biden's spot coming up here in the 2020 for election if you've noticed uh pete got a little chubby there for a while and he was getting really pale all of a sudden he's lost some weight he's starting to tan i think this guy's getting primed to uh, run for president of the united states which is a joke because the guy's been an absolute disaster as transportation secretary i mean we remember the train derailment in ohio uh record flight delays under his watch. I mean, he hasn't done anything right as transportation secretary. And you leave it to the Democrats to want to promote the guy. I mean, we saw the same thing with Barack Obama. He was a failed one-term senator out of Illinois. And then they promoted him to uh, their presidential candidate. So uh, anything can happen with Pete Buttigieg. I'm glad he got cut down to a dollar. Mayorkas can go down to a dollar as far as I'm concerned. So can Christopher Wray and a lot of these other um, elected officials and even non-elected officials who just are not getting the job done in our federal government. Rob, how are you doing tonight? And what are your thoughts on Pete Buttigieg's pay cut? Andrew, I'm doing great tonight. And what are my thoughts? I could give two flying pigs about Poop Buttigieg's uh, dollar pay cut because I think he shouldn't even be in that position as transportation secretary. He doesn't know what he's doing. We saw that during COVID when we had the supply chain problem. And we still have a supply chain problem. No one wants to talk about it. You look at the food shelves, they still aren't fully stocked. That problem is lingering on. And what I think is happening is that the media is once again changing the narrative. And we spoke about this last night. They want to move away from it because they don't want people to see Buttigieg as an ineffective gay man. Yes, I said it, an ineffective gay man who's concerned about everything in the gay world as opposed to everything in the real world. He's an ineffective gay man. The same way Richard Levin is an ineffective over the health deal, the Admiral of Health. I never can get his title together because I don't understand it. These are ineffective individuals in the Biden administration. Remember Sam Britton. He was ineffective. He was going out stealing women's clothing. 
but we're supposed to put these individuals up on a pedestal and say, oh, wow, they're the next generation. They're the next people who are going to lead us. Meanwhile, you have the Nashville shooter whose manifesto was just released, and what was in it is what we all suspected. This person was a deranged, mentally ill woman who thought she was a man. She had been indoctrinated by the ideology of the left. Why no one wants to talk about it, I don't know. Well, actually, I suspect, well, I know why the left doesn't want to talk about it, because they want to put these identities out front and say that they're better than everyone else. Do not doubt me when I say this. Do not doubt me when I say that is the intent. They want to put these misfits out front and say, well, they're better than heterosexuals because they're creative and they're this way and they're that way. No, they're confused. They've been indoctrinated. But they want to push them out front and want us to think that, oh, this is the way to go. You see it in our schools. That's the reason why they want to hold our children hostage in our schools. They don't want them to go into private schools. They don't want them to go into accelerated schools or charter schools. They want to keep them in the public school system so that they can indoctrinate them. That is the reason why Joe Biden wants to open up pre-K to ages three so they can start the indoctrination earlier. And I have mentioned this time after time after time and everything that I have said, it is coming to fruition and I wish the American people would wake up. But how can they wake up when you have a mainstream media that is biased and controlled by the government. And as I said previously, we need to shut it down. I am not saying shut down free speech, to be clear. But I am saying we need to shut down right now what is being called journalism because it isn't. It is a form of indoctrination. And we see that time after time in history. History, by the way, which is not being taught in our schools. You look at Nazi Germany and how they took control of the media. You look at China, how they took control of the media. You look all over, look at Russia right now. You look at a lot of these players who are adversaries to us and how they control the media. It has become part of the government, an arm of the government. And as I spelled out before, when you look at our current media, the way it is built, you will find out that a lot of the people that are delivering the news to you were part of someone's administration. It is extremely dangerous because what they're doing is that they're propagating a continuation of that administration, and they're trying to put it out there in the masses. And that is a reason we, we reason why we have someone like Putin Buttigieg, Edge, Edge, who is really popular with Barack Obama, Barack Obama, the first black president, Barack Obama, who we now had man fantasies. Not that there's anything wrong with that. But when you start to connect the dots together and you sit back and you look at what's happening, you will see that this is all by design. While we slept, while we saw it, we decide to look the other way and say, oh, no big deal. It is a big deal. It is a huge deal. And we need to address it. So while Poot Buddha Edge Edge is getting a dollar, there are many others who should get less than that. As you mentioned, Mallorca, they had wanted him to get a dollar to knock his salary down. And why not? What is he doing? He's leaving our borders open. He's telling us that they're, the borders are closed and they're not. We see it. We see this. But the media is telling you that you don't see it. It's just frustrating when we see how great this country was. And within a matter of time, look at how far we have fallen. Trump has been in office for two and a half years now, and everything that he built, everything that he created has been destroyed because you look across the border, you look at everything, every element in our society that has been impacted by this cancerous administration, Joe Biden. And then you have to wonder, is he really in charge? Is Joe Biden, Biden or is it O'Biden? 
because we know that Obama is out front. And we see now we have David Axelrod, who's coming out, writing all these op-eds, saying that Joe should step aside. Obama never liked Joe, even when he had him as his vice president. He always picked him to give him credibility, give him, him being Obama credibility, because Joe was seen as being a statesman, albeit a rather wonky, cranky, misfit liar who has lied about everything, a person who has gotten everything on foreign policy wrong, according to Robert Gates. But Obama saw him as being the lesser of two evils. He wouldn't have gotten Hillary Clinton because he knew that Hillary Clinton would have been running a second White House presidency in his White House. So what better person to pick than old Joe? So we picked him. And now we're finding out that when Joe was vice president, he and his adult son, Hunter Biden, were cutting side deals with Ukraine, with China, Ukraine that we're in a proxy war with Russia over. Although Ukraine is a front man, we're the straw man, and we're, they're out there. We're doing everything under the sun that we should not be doing. A war that will never be won. Never. It's just a continuation of us sending him money. Sending him, being Zelensky, money. Because that war should have been over with by now. Ukraine is small. Russia is huge. I remember during the onset, they were saying, oh, well, it's going to be the cold months in Russia. Putin, he didn't plan this right because his ships are going to, his, his not his ships, but his cars, his artillery, they're going to be stuck in the mud. They're going to be frozen. And then it'll all be over. But yet and still it's not over. Because we underestimated China would be helping, Iran would be helping. Or did we underestimate this? Did we know this was going to happen? But we chose not to tell the American people. And I think it's the latter. We knew, but we chose not to tell them because we wanted them to think that we needed to help Ukraine. Ukraine, whom Biden, again, was in a business deal with. Ukraine, whom Biden got the special prosecutor fired because he was investigating his son. So meanwhile, we continue to send them billions of dollars. For what? For Zelensky's wife? She's certainly not in Ukraine. Where is she? She's in England somewhere living the high life, which is probably where he goes at night. I mean, folks, just think about this logistically. Putin can very easily find Zelensky and put the kibosh on him. Lights out. They've bombed up the entire country. What's left? Seriously, think about it. What is left to be done? Let's do a curtain call and just walk away. Why are we still pussyfooting around with this? There's no more to be done. Nothing. But the same way we're sitting there and we allow Buddha Edge, Edge, build him up to be this like powerful person in the transportation department when we know that he has failed. Look at Palestine, Ohio. He failed there. He didn't go in and try to look at the water. And those people are still suffering. And Joe Biden is yet to go there. Why? Well, they didn't go there because they didn't vote for Joe Biden. Now, talk about representing the entire country. It doesn't matter if they didn't represent you. You look at Trump. Different cities and states didn't represent him, didn't vote for him, but he still goes there. So why can't Joe do it? Because Joe is sending out a signal that I don't care about you. Screw you. You didn't vote for me. I don't care about you which is from the Barack Obama playbook, and Barack Obama probably told him, screw them. Why would you go there? 
they're white, they're all for Trump. They're probably white supremacists. No, this is that they're saying because we know that they're not white supremacists. Because I would say that in the entire United States, you probably have like a handful, if that, of white supremacists. And they probably couldn't even get an act going. They probably couldn't even uh, put together a mission. Unfortunately, Hamas can. Terrorists can. And look at what they've managed to do to our young people. You have them marching out in the streets, saying from, what is it, from river to sea, which is a racist trope. As I said on last night's show, Israel is just this tiny speck of land compared to this massive place that is the Middle East. And that's the only place in the Middle East that's occupied by Jewish people. And they try and frame it like Israel is the one committing a genocide here. It just makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. And then uh, you got Democrat politicians who are going along uh, defending Israel, or I mean uh, Hamas and Palestine. Um, besides uh, John Fetterman, I don't know if you've seen some of that. Apparently, he's a big Israel supporter, which is pretty surprising. But uh, yeah, what are your thoughts on Pete Buttigieg? And uh, 2024, Rob, do you see any similarities between him and Barack Obama is pretty much having an unsuccessful career on their way to the White House? Uh, This guy is just all over the media. You turn on the Sunday morning shows, you're going to see Pete Buttigieg all over the place each and every week. Well, I guess I've missed it because I have not been following Pete Buttigieg. But if he is thinking of running again, I mean, that would be a disastrous nightmare that he's living. Because who would vote for him besides the gay trans community? I I think Barack Obama has even gone sour on him. So does he actually think he has a place? Does he actually think that because Joe is ailing that he's going to be able to scoop in? And be the knight in shiny armor over, let's say, Kamala Harris over Gavin Newsom. I think they would probably take him out if he even tried to stand out and say, hey, I'm going to run. So in my opinion, that's dead on arrival. It's not going to happen. I don't even think the Democrat Party wants him. Now, he probably has dreams of grandeur, as they all do, because we see that definitely with Gavin Newsom, who's trying to thread the needle ever so carefully because he doesn't want to step on any toes. But I think he's probably waiting on the sidelines. Kamala Harris thinks that she has it. But Barack Obama is a kingmaker. He's the one who's going to do the anointing. And as we see right now, he has David Axelrod writing all these opinions. David Axelrod, and what is that other cantankerous guy, the uh, Southern guy? Uh, man, I'm just about to say his name. He, Him also, they're all David coming Carville. out. Carvel, they're all coming out against Joe Biden. And they're, I mean, Carvel yeah. has started some time ago dropping little hints. Oh, maybe Joe should rethink this. And and now Axelrod is full throttle, saying that he should step aside. Yeah. And you remember Joe Biden actually promised that he was going to be a one term president. And apparently he's forgotten about that promise because now he's acting like he wants to run for office once again after his disastrous failed uh, presidency that he's had thus far. Well, remember, what's-his-name said the same thing, Barack Obama. And I will never forget this, and I always, always call this up. Barack Obama said in an interview with Diane Sawyer, 
This is when he was first elected. And she said, we hear that you're saying that you want to be a one-term president. You know, he said, yeah, well, he said, why, why would I want two terms? Who would want this job for two terms? You do what you're going to do, and then you get out. And when he uttered those words, I knew he was lying. I knew he was lying. And then he came back again. Joe Obama said, I mean, not Obama, but Biden saying that he's going to be a one-termer. Absolutely not. And it's not necessarily Andrew Biden, because I don't think he even knows what time of day it is. They just usher him out and take him out and in. He comes out with that weird smile. I mean, it is a very weird smile. And let's just be honest, his teeth aren't that white. I mean, come on. It's like he painted his teeth on. They aren't that white. I mean, he's in his 80s. I mean, yeah, they can be white, but not that white like chocolates. But the person behind him is Jill Biden. Jill likes all of the fanfare. She likes all of the attention. Jill is pushing this, but as of lately, we have not seen Jill because she has stayed out of the line of fire and purposefully. Now, we're up against a commercial break, but I'm going to delve into this more on the other half of the commercial break. Yeah, we will dive into this more. You guys are tuned into After Dark with Rob and Andrew, which is available on America Out Loud's iHeartRadio channel Monday through Friday at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central, or 6 p.m. on the West Coast. We'll be back with more After Dark with Rob and Andrew. The buildup of spike proteins is dangerous to your health. Global Healing's Foreign Protein Cleanse detoxes your body, removing the spike proteins, allowing your body to repair from within. Formulated by Dr. Edward Group and by Dr. Brian Artis, Foreign Protein Cleanse targets and detoxes spike proteins in the body. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get 15% off using the code OUTLOUD. Global healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. World-class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company launched the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. The Wellness Company's chief medical board designed every supplement and medical protocol with your health in mind. From groundbreaking supplements like the Spike Support Formula to unique care like freedom from Big Pharma. Join a healthcare system that puts your health and well-being above the interest of Big Pharma's bottom line. It's the way healthcare should be with a company that shares your values. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. I'm so confused. I don't know what to do. I'm afraid of going to the hospital. My doctor tells me nutrition doesn't work. Trust is earned. We are the Energetic Health Institute, and we want to earn your trust. Natural medicine, holistic nutrition, detoxification, fasting, cellular healing, and so much more. Remember, the best way to be free is to be healthy. So stop being a patient and start being a student at energetichealthinstitute.org. Andrew, I want to pick back up what we were discussing when we went to break about Joe Biden. When we started out talking about Putin Buttigieg and maybe he's thinking about running in 2024, I hope not, because like as I said, who's going to vote for him? He doesn't have a base, and I don't think Barack Obama, he has Barack Obama's blessing, and Barack Obama is a kingpin for all this. Then we went into David Axelrod, 
and James Carvel and them coming out now strongly, definitely, definitely David Axelrod coming out saying that Joe should step aside. And what I want our listeners to realize is that if you remember earlier on during Joe's presidency, Axelrod was 100% behind him and he was singing his virtues and singing how he's going to be a great person. And we know this was all smoke screens and mirrors. The media created a Joe Biden. They repackaged him to make it seem as if though he was the best thing next to sliced bread, knowing that this guy is a flawed candidate. He was a flawed candidate, a flawed vice president, just a flawed human being. And if they yeah, had he spent, was flawed in his prime. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if they spent half the time I mean, really dissecting and going and just exposing him and just showing people this is who Joe is. This is a man who wants to be the president. But they allowed him to hide in the basement while they attacked Trump so viciously, made up all these lies. And I hear people saying, well, you know, Trump had he kept his big mouth shut. You know, he was a this. He was a moron. He was always talking. And and, and I think and I'm like, yeah, but he was a talker. He showed you what he was going to do, whereas Joe Biden said nothing. And you would think that by saying nothing, you wouldn't get elected because people don't know who you are. Whereas Trump was full of bluster, but it's like actions speak louder than words. And you always hear people trying to go with these little phrases. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, here's the thing about Donald Trump is you always know where he stood on an issue. He was always honest and leveled with the American people. Joe Biden, you don't know where he stands on anything. Anytime this guy speaks, you get the impression that it's not even coming from him. So uh, you go from President Trump, who is uh, legitimate, who believes what he says, says what he believes to Joe Biden who's just being fed lines. He doesn't even know what he's talking about half the time. I mean, just the difference could not be any more apparent. Go ahead, Rob. Fed lines on cue cards. Lines that he doesn't even understand. He can't put any emotions in them. He's just reading them directly from a cue card. And I remember when Trump had written things on his hand and the media just went, oh, he has notes on his hands and they made it a big deal. And because they made it a big deal, the American people made it a big deal, whereas they're looking at Joe Biden, they're saying, well, how can he keep all this in his head? You want to have these little scripts, you want to have this, there's nothing wrong with it. He's going before world leaders, they're sitting next to him, watching him read from cue cards. This is embarrassing. Now, I'm sure some of them are going back to their country, they're saying, oh my God, they're in bad shape. This guy is messed up. But the media wants you to believe that there's nothing wrong with him. You have Nancy Pelosi coming out saying he's the best thing. He's the smartest man. You have Jean Kareem Pierre, KGP or whatever her name is, who's another diversity hire because she's a black woman. She's a lesbian and she's horrible at her job. We also found out that the relationship that she was in with Susan Malbo, it ended. So she can't keep a girlfriend. Yeah, I'm making it personal because they always make it personal. They always like identity politics. So I'm going to bring it. I'm going to keep right up with them. If that's how they're going to roll, I'm going to roll with them. You have her coming out saying that they can't, they can barely keep up with him. Well, I got news for you. If you guys can't keep up with him, then you shouldn't be in your job because he's not a lot to keep up with. All you have to do is roll them out and tell him to sit down. He's not going to do anything else and then give him some ice cream. He'll shut up. What else is he going to say? I mean, let's just be honest here. 
And for anyone believing that this guy is on top of his A game, you're delusional. You are delusional. We're walking into World War III because of the incompetence of this administration. We're walking into World War III because of the incompetence and the hate that Barack Hussein Obama has for this country. This country that has given him a lot. So why does he have so much freaking hate for the country? His ancestors weren't enslaved. He's never went through what black people went through. But yet and still, he has hate for the country. He's a carbon copy of what you see on the streets right now, of people who are protesting with hate. Meanwhile, this country has given everything to them, everything to them, and then some. But you can't get them to see it. You have these people on these college campuses, these Ivy League college campuses, who have been given everything. But yet they want to sit there and tell you, no, this is the way you should behave. This is the way you should feel. How did they get there? Yeah, and if you want to, if you want to see how far left this country's went in the past twenty-two years under leadership like Barack Obama, just look at these Palestine protesters, as you mentioned. I mean, uh, New York City this past weekend, they were tearing down American flags and uh, basically upholding the Palestinian flag. I mean, this is the same place that was attacked on nine eleven by Muslim terrorists. And here you've got these protesters here ripping down American flags, and you've got the leftist media saying, oh, that's okay. They're just out for human rights and uh, things like that. It's just completely backwards. It's infuriating that this is allowed to go on in our country. Imagine if that would have happened right after 9-11, what the reaction would have been, the vitriol from the American people to see that their country being disrespected. Uh, a lot of people don't even care anymore. People have no pride in this country anymore on the left side of the aisle. And um, it's what we're seeing happen as a result. Open borders, World War III, supporting the terrorists. I mean, it just when you think it can't get any worse, the left uh, finds a way to make themselves come off even worse. And why don't they have pride in the country anymore? Because it's not being taught in school to respect and appreciate. What's being taught is that we're bad people. Look at all the bad things we've done. We're colonizers. Well, whereas if you look all over the country, all over the country, other countries came in, overthrew, overtook, and then set up their own style of government, set up their own culture from the Ottoman Empire to modern-day America, all over. But yet, and still, they want to say, oh, no, these are the bad people. Well, I guess what they're saying is they're bad people is because you look at the, the, the Europeans, and they were able to further their reach. Whereas the Ottoman Empire, they came in, and the barbarians, they came in, they destroyed, they pillaged, and then they just left it that way. They didn't bring in anything new. Nothing new. And I've mentioned this before. You look at Saudi Arabia, you look at a lot of the Arab countries. What great universities do they have? What have they contributed to society? It's not as if though they didn't have the money. It's not as if though they didn't have the manpower. They didn't have the intelligence. I mean, you look back in the day, you look at the libraries of Egypt, of Alexandria. What did they do? They went in and they burned them all down. Then they enslaved their own people. It's not our fault that they just stopped during the Enlightenment period, they didn't try to go any farther. 
They just stopped full circle. Whereas the other European countries, they decided to, we're just going to keep going. We're going to keep pushing and pushing and pushing. But yet still, we're supposed to look at it and say, oh, it's a bad thing. Look at what they did. They went in, they colonized. And that's what happened. That's who we are. Well, if we had women in charge, they wouldn't do that. Well, no, because they would sit there and they would have babies and they would help us to populate the country. So why get mad at the people who are taking it to the next level? Well, that's all a part of old boy Barack Obama's agenda. Hate. Let's hate them. And just going back to these college universities of the people that are there, these Ivy League schools. I mean, they're, they are someone is paying their tuition. So it's not as if though they're, they're, they're poor. They either got there because of diversity and equity, because, oh, well, we've got to let so many people in. We don't want any Asians in because they're going to knock everyone else out of the water with their smarts. So you have these knuckleheads on college campuses telling us, oh, well, they're suppressing us and we've got to stand up for, uh, for the, the Hamas and for the Palestinians. Wow. What about the Arab countries? What about why aren't they standing up for the Palestinians? Why aren't they opening up their borders and allowing the Palestinians to come in? They're not doing it, Andrew, because they're afraid of them, because they don't know if someone within that community is a terrorist or not. Yeah, these schools are too busy teaching kids to be gay, to teach them some real history, world history around the world. I mean, you look at these schools uh, back like 25 years ago, only like 2% of kids uh, said that they were gay. Now it's up to over 22% of kids uh, that are in high school right now claim that they're part of the LGBT community. This is all taught behavior. This is the left that's been radicalizing these kids for the past 25, 30 years, and uh, we're seeing the results of it. Uh, back to Pete Buttigieg, I actually do see a lot of similarities between him and Barack Obama, as I was saying. Um, I do think that this guy has political aspirations. The media seems to really uh, love him. So uh, I do think that he's going to try and sneak his way in to a Joe Biden second term. I think it's going to be convenient for him since he's not already tied up in another office. He sees Gavin Newsom's governor of California, Kamala Harris. She's probably even a bigger disaster than he is. So uh, I think he does see an opening. Man, Rob, I'm telling you, brace yourself. 2024 is going to be a crazy year. We're going to be see some crazy turns of events. It's possible that uh, President Trump or Joe Biden won't be on the ballot at the end of the day if uh, the Democrats get their way with some of these witch hunts. And then uh, we know Joe Biden. I mean, this guy's day by day. Uh, if he's even going to be making it uh, with a functioning brain. I mean, this guy is cooked. I, I could see definitely see them trying to. Uh, replace Joe Biden with someone else. And if it were to yes. happen, I think that it would probably take place either during the convention, he would step aside and they would build up whoever they're building up now, they would probably allow that person to step up. It would be rather, it would be kind of dicey because I don't think that the voters would vote for them. But then too, it's not the voters that are voting for them. It would be the electoral college. And then you would see the Democrats saying, oh, no, we want the Electoral College because this person, Biden, has decided to give all of his uh, uh, delegates to the unnamed person at this point, be it Newsom, Kamala, or like I, I still can't see Buttigieg. Well, 
like you said, who's going to vote for him, but who's going to vote for Biden? I mean, Democrats think that they can just select whoever the next uh, candidate is. They don't really care what the American people think. They think if they select him, they put the media behind him, they put all the resources behind him, uh, they're going to be good to go. So, uh, yeah, I think it could be any one of them. It could be any one of them. But just going back to my scenario, so they would pick some, I guess, make the call during the DNC, the Democratic National Convention, whereby the nominee accepts the the nomination, the candidate accepts the nomination. Or, uh, because many people are saying that if Joe's not going to run, he has to make the decision by Thanksgiving. So Thanksgiving is fast approaching. He's just two weeks away. So I would venture to say that at this early stage, either Joe, they would come out and just say, Joe is ill, he can't do it, or Joe would die, and then that would settle it. If Joe were to die, Kamala becomes a president, but then they would still have a fight on their hands because a lot of Democrats don't like her. We, she's dumber than dumb. I mean, maybe she was a great attorney general, but I mean, we see her now. This woman has no smarts. And it's unbelievable. Like, who's her speechwriter? Are they writing her speeches for her when they roll her out? Because you would think they would insulate her and make her look or seem somewhat smart. But you don't even get that. When she comes out, as soon as she starts laughing, you're like, oh, my gosh. This is just not – what is this? <laughs> so – and I, I wonder what Barack Obama is thinking. I mean, maybe he's in love with Gavin Newsom. I don't know. But – Barack Obama is a kingmaker, and I do believe that he is behind, to a certain degree, this administration. And I think he has his finger on the pulse. Now, he's giving Joe wiggle room to mess up, but on other things, he has his finger on the pulse to make certain that things don't go south, which is, which is scary. Man, we are so completely screwed. Right. I don't know if voters are having voter remorse. I do know that with everything that's going on with Israel, if I were Jewish, I would turn my back on the Democrat Party. But we had Heather Robinson on the other day, and I was asking her about it. And she said that a lot of older Jewish people are okay with Joe, what Joe has done thus far with this war in Hamas. And I said, what do you mean? She said, because he went to Israel and he gave that speech that was like a show of support and they're okay with it and see this is what we see here in america especially with the black community oh extremely gullible but you look at the black community how they are just lock sold barrel on the democrat party a party that has done nothing for them but the moment you mention racism they become emotional and they can't see anything else and it is the same thing with the jewish community it seems yeah, that's true. I mean, a majority of the hate crime, Andrew, that has taken place has been committed against the Jewish community, and they only make up 2% of the population. Hate crimes against the Jewish community has uptick up to, I think, 300%. I mean, that's crazy. So everyone in the community has been impacted by it. 2% of the population they make up. And the hate crime, but they keep telling you, oh, the hate crime is against black people. The hate crime is against Islam. Is Islam's. 
that remains to be seen. And we've talked about it before. It remains to be seen. But Barack Obama has his tentacles in this. And he keeps pushing this narrative with the media, the media, which is an arm of the government, which needs to be shut down. Mm-hmm. And I'm serious then, about this. It needs to be shut down. Then you've got Muslims supporting Democrats. So they're supporting both sides of the aisle here, uh, trying to poach voters from uh, the Israel side and the Muslim side. It's very interesting. And as far as Kamala Harris goes, I think her biggest problem is uh, when she, she was just a senator, she wasn't as controlled as she is now. Not everybody's a good speaker, a good orator like Barack Obama, who uh, once they become a puppet, they can speak through it like Barack Obama was a master of it. Kamala Harris, now that she's being told exactly what to say, when to say it, she's very uncomfortable with it. I mean, if you look back at uh, even, say, the Kavanaugh hearing, she seemed a lot quicker, uh, more wit, and a lot more with it. Uh, obviously i disagreed with what she was saying but now you look at her and she's just a shell of her former self and that's because she's being controlled and she doesn't know how to react uh being controlled being told what to say constantly and uh it's been a disaster to see from her uh try and pull this off as vice president and we know it's been a disaster for joe biden to try and pull it off he can't pull it off either If you guys are looking for better sleep, focus, and energy, check out Healthy Cell. Kamala Harris and Joe Biden could certainly use plenty of Healthy Cell. The leading innovator of nutritional supplements for cell health. Healthy cell vitamins work at the cellular level to boost immune health, sleep better, focus deeper, and stay younger longer. Once again, Joe Biden could certainly use some Healthy Cell. Absorb a healthier lifestyle with Healthy Cell's pill-free vitamins. Rob and I have both tried Healthy Cell. We're really happy we did. Uh, you try that REM sleep, get a great night's sleep. So, tons of great products. Over at HealthyCell.com, check out the great products and save with the promo code OUTLOUD. We'll be back with more After Dark with Rob and Andrew. Trouble getting to sleep and staying asleep is infuriating. Your mind races, you toss and turn. Nutrition company Healthy Cell created REM sleep to help you quickly fall asleep, stay asleep, and sleep deep. Unlike other supplements that don't work, REM sleep is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients, supporting all four stages of sleep. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code out loud. How can you improve your odds of staying healthy? The answer is stay healthy with Cofix RX. Who's got time for a cold, strep, a flu, HRV, RSV, or COVID anyhow? Cofix has some great news. Besides being featured as a top five product in the drugstore news, we completed the protocol that you've heard Dr. McCullough talk about. Cofix RX is already famous for a powerful virus hostile nasal solution, and now we have a throat spray too crush those nasty germs before they become a problem. With known antiviral support ingredients like povidone iodine, xylitol, and vitamin D3, you can feel a little safer. For a limited time, when you add the new Cofix RX throat spray to your order, you'll receive 25% off the entire purchase. Just click the Cofix RX banner on the America Out Loud website or store. Be sure to use promo code OUTLOUD25 at checkout. Don't forget, OUTLOUD25 at checkout. Nurses Out Loud Talk Radio want to introduce you to ASEA Redox Cell Signaling Molecules. It is more than just a wonderful natural product. 
Redox molecules are native to the human body. Redox molecules enable your body to turn on its inner doctor so your body can heal itself the way it did naturally when you were young. Check out americaoutloud.shop, look for ASEA Cell Signaling Molecules Liquid Supplement, and check out Nurse Michelle's recent favorite ASEA product, Renew 28 Revitalizing Redox Gel, because this gel helped get me through some significant muscular pain during my healing process following a recent canoeing accident when I broke my hip. Give it a try for your aches and pains and let Nurses Out Loud hear how your health has improved. Changing the world one person at a time. Here we take on the challenges of our generation so that we can preserve future generations. We know that if America fails, the world will fail. It is incumbent upon us to carry the torch for liberty. America Out Loud Talk Radio. It's a fight for the soul of humanity. Last half of the show, and Andrew, you made a very valid point, one that I never thought about until now, is that when Kamala was a senator, albeit we did not agree with a lot of her rhetoric or some of the things that she was saying, but she was more open and free to speak. But the moment the system got their fingers in her, and I don't mean literally, you know, fundamentally, <laughs> although who knows, uh, <laughs> she she's being controlled and she's not comfortable with it. And maybe that's the reason why she appears to be stumbling, mumbling and not certain of herself with some of the things that she's saying. But then too, I would raise the question, Andrew, who is her speech writer? Who's writing a lot of this stuff for her? Because even with that, let's say she's not comfortable in this current space because she's being controlled by the puppet master she, the articulation is just not there. I mean, if they're giving her a script, I mean, she really comes across as if though she's had a couple of drinks and then she's, you know, how people start slurring their word. Well, she doesn't slur, but they get kind of confused at what they're saying and it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. And I think that's the reason why people feel that she's probably drinking on the side because it's just, just no clarity in some of the things she's saying. I'm thinking, oh my gosh. And again, this goes back to the puppet master, Barack Obama. Barack Obama has to be controlling this. And he even said that, and then he was making light of it. I think it was Lester Holt. He said that if he could be, no, was it Scott Pelley? It was one of those liberal journalists or wannabe journalists. He said that if I could sit in my basement with my sweats on and pull the strings, I would do it. And I do believe that's what's happening. Now, again, as I said in the third half of the, sh- the second half of the show, he's giving Biden enough wiggle room to look like an idiot, but he has his fingers on the pulse of things. And remember, Susan Rice is no longer in the White House, but I'm sure she's advising Barack Obama, she and Valerie Jarrett. And we also have to remember that Barack Obama is in D.C. He's still in D.C., Every other president leaves, but Barack Obama is still there. Now, we don't see him attending any of the big shignings, the big parties that they're having, but he's still there. His presence is still there. 
And when you look at the Biden administration, you will see that there are a lot of people that swore allegiance to Barack Obama that are there behind the scenes. Even the aside from the White House staff, you have the longtime folks that have been there that Barack Obama probably hired, he and Michelle. So they're still there and their loyalties are still to Barack Obama. And as I've said so many times, we need to move the seat of our government out of D.C. We need fresh blood. And then to find out the other day, speaking of fresh blood and moving the seat of the government, that Congress just approved a bill for the funding for a new FBI headquarters. What for? I'm, I'm serious. What for? The upper ranks are horrible. They're going after the mayor of New York now. Why are they going after him? Well, because he's been speaking out against Joe Biden and this entire uh, thing with the illegal aliens coming here. So Eric Adams is under the FBI. He's in the, uh, the site of the FBI. What the hell is going on? And see, this is what happens. Look at Joe Manchin. He's decided not to run again because they were coming after him. So he's like, oh, I'm not going to run. But look at Senator Menendez. They've managed to go after him yet again. During the Obama administration, they were going after him because he wasn't for a lot of the things that Barack Obama was doing, so they went after him. This is how the Democrat Party work. If they don't like you, they will go after you. So this just this guy, Obama, we made a huge mistake by electing him. A huge mistake. Oh, that was the other guy, Charlie Rangel. They went after Charlie Rangel also. And he called them all out. But going back to Obama, because Obama never liked Charlie Rangel, because Charlie Rangel felt that he saw through. Here's the deal. You have a lot of Democrats, old Democrats, who looked at Barack Obama and realize that this guy is not what he claims to be. He says he's a Democrat, but he's something else. He's actually a radical. Jesse Jackson saw the same thing. Al Sharpton saw it, but Al Sharpton can adapt. He's just all about the money. You show him a couple of dollars, he'll roll over. But you have the other Democrats, who are true Democrats in the sense of being a Democrat, who sized Barack Obama up and said, we don't like him. He's not the Democrat that we want. He's a radical. And when you have radical Democrats in your party, they will fight against each other. Remember, Ilhan Omar came out and she spoke out against Barack Obama. She said, well, what has he done? He has a pretty face, but what else? She said this. Now, many of you have probably forgotten, but if you go and pull the files, go to DuckDuckGo, because I'm sure if you try to go to Google, they're going to bury the story and it'll probably take you two days before you find it, but you will eventually find it. But she even called him out and she said, what does he have other than a pretty face? And a lot of people you know, are in love with that. But what has he done for us? So you will have inner bickering within the party between progressives and between radicals. But how did we get here other than this puppet master Barack Obama? And look at Rashida Tlaib. I mean, they finally decided to censor her. Let me see, do I have the numbers here? Which I thought was interesting was a 234 to 188. You would have thought that everyone would have been on board with the exception of AOC and her brigade. But... As we said last night, they should have all jumped on and said, no, right. we don't want any of this anti-Semitism in our government. But see, Andrew, right. this I was all there by six design. Six Republicans that voted against it. Six Republicans that voted against it. And do you think that they would have voted against it for them had they been up for censorship? 
Absolutely not. And then you also mentioned uh, what's the guy's name? The weird guy from uh, Philadelphia, uh, the senator who is challenged. Betterman. Betterman. I mean, yeah, he seems to be you know like down with Israel, but still, I mean, what he's saying is okay, but he should not. He should not be there on the hill. When you look at the hill and you look at the people that are there, it's like a they want to have a. It's like a diversity group. Now I understand wanting to have representation by every group that's there, but by gosh, the people that you have there are complete imbeciles. They should not be there. And then we found out the other day that they've elected the first transgender. What does that bring to the table? What does that person, when you only make up like like one percent of the population, and now you want them to come forward, and the only thing they're going to do is push their agenda? It's a recruitment party. That's all it is. Let's just be honest. It's a recruitment party. And Joe Biden's administration has opened up the doors and allowed this with Richard Levin and Sam Britton. We need to bring back a dress code. We need to bring back a code of ethics and say, this is what you have to do. And if you don't do it, you don't belong here. So some people will say, oh, well, their district, they voted for them. Yeah, they voted for a lie. And when you have someone like George Soros, we need to do a show on George Soros. We really do. Because the media won't do it. They won't call him out. They won't expose him for who he actually is. I mean, the guy's only worth like $9 billion. There are a lot of other billionaires that are out there that could definitely do a hit piece on him and expose him for who he actually is. And by the way, George Soros is also Jewish. And you look at what's happening to the Jewish people. I'm serious. He's Jewish. And you look at who's funding all of these rallies here in New York City and around the country, none other than George Soros. Because George Soros doesn't give two flips about his own people. He's a radical. He wants to destroy. Before he dies, he wants to destroy. And he's older than Joe Biden. George Soros. I think he's in his 90s. I mean, I'm away from him any moment now just him to say, okay, George Soros has passed. I'm going to say, okay, good. What's, what's next? We got to get rid of all this evil. Remember Oprah Winfrey once said, because I'm sure some of you probably said, oh, that statement he just made about George Soros is so controversial. How could he say that, that he's waiting for George Soros to pass? Well, I can easily say it and let it roll from my tongue, because if you remember, Oprah Winfrey made a similar statement, and everyone seemed to praise her. But she said, oh, well, the only way we can get rid of all this white supremacy is, is if all those old heads die. No, Oprah, that's not it, because you're going to always have issues. The way to get around it is to stop putting it up on the pedestal and stop looking for it. Because that those individuals only make up like barely a percent of the population. And if it's more than that, it is your party, the Democrat Party, that keeps promoting this. They keep throwing the rock, throwing the rock and hiding the hand. And we see that now with the whole push to support Hamas and the anti-Semitism. And if we had an effective media, they would call it out and say, this is wrong. But they won't do it. They want to make it seem as if, they're, oh, this is so grand. We're waking up. We found our voices. And we're calling out the Jews. The Jews who were identified by Hitler as being a pain in the side. The reason why everything is going wrong. The reason why Germany was suffering at the point. always oh, because of the Jews. What goes around comes around full circle. And black people that are missing this, that are jumping on board, that are trying to identify with Hamas, a group that couldn't care less about you, they don't even see you as being a human being and some of the thing, racist things that they've said about you. You look at what uh, Muhammad has said about blacks, Muhammad, the prophet, 
and now you want to march in line with them, you are being deceived once again, the same way Jewish people are being deceived. And before it's all said and done, the table is going to turn, and it's going to turn on black people because someone's going to wake up and say, no, you guys are causing all the crime in the cities. You guys are doing this. You guys are wreaking havoc. And then what will you do? Because then you'll have no one to march with you. You'll have no one to stand up with you. Wake up. We need to call out the puppet master Barack Obama for what he is. He is destructive. And we need to call him out. But he's very clever at manipulating individuals, manipulating the votes. I mean, like this past election, the whole thing was about abortion. Put it out there front and center, and you know that people will not vote. They won't think about the economy. They'll just think about the emotional issues of abortion. And then Republicans, as we said before, they can't define it. They don't know how to come out and say, no, we're not saying no abortion, no time, especially if there's incest, especially if there's rape. Now, there are some Republicans who will say, no, we don't care. But then there are others who say, no, incest, rape, mother's life in danger, baby's life in danger. I mean, we've got to do what we've got to do. But see, Republicans can't do that. Because they're sitting behind the eight ball and they're allowing Barack Obama to take his uh, pen and just like steamroll right over them. He's a dangerous man, Andrew. He's very dangerous. I mean, the comment that he made that, oh, well, you know, we all have to, we all have a, a blame in this, this whole thing, this whole fighting between Hamas and Israel, you know, we're all to blame. Because what he's referring to is back going back to the 40s when they said, okay, Israel, we're going to put all the Jews there. But when you look, look, let's look at it. No matter where the Jews people went, people blamed them for God knows whatever. And it all stems around, well, they killed Jesus. And as I've said before, for the fulfillment of the prophecy, what happened had to happen. And for you, some of you Christians should still be holding on to that as opposed to standing up with our Jewish brothers and sisters. Shame on you. Why are you standing up with Hamas? A group that does not like you, that wants to even, they call you the infidel, wants to get rid of Christianity. But this is all, you know, how the media has spent this because they are an arm of the government. And it has to stop. Now, we've said a lot during this hour, and I hope our listeners have been paying attention. And I hope that this causes them to have further dialogue and they have conversations and do research and look at history to understand where we are. We're not perfect. No one is perfect. We have our faults. We've made mistakes. But man, where we are now in the country, it does not look good. And knowing that you have Gavin Newsom entertaining President Xi in California, a state that he has just completely messed up and now he's wanted to clean up to make it look like everything is so fine and dandy, and for people to even be considering him a presidential candidate. Now, we know the Democrats would do it, but for Republicans, you guys should be attacking him and saying, this guy is worthless. Look at how he's destroyed one of our biggest states. I mean, go after him, lock, stock, and barrel, destroy him, destroy his reputation. Why are we sitting around? Look at what they do to Republicans. Look at what they did to Tim Scott just going after him. By back. I mean, we, we need to wake up. I mean, again, Ron DeSantis, I don't want him to be the candidate, but you look at how they're just like attacking him. I mean, just full-blown attacking him, calling him a racist, calling him a white supremacist, saying that he's a homophobe. 
And then we look at Gavin Newsom and we say, oh, wow, he's good looking. Look at his hair. He looks Hollywood. I mean, those are the only comments you have? Really? And the same thing with Barack Obama. I mean, Andrew, am I wrong with this? I mean, am I looking at this wrong? We have a former president who's sitting behind in a basement running things. He's controlling the media, and they're putting all their candidates, make all their candidates look really good. Like you said, look at Poot Buttigieg, as who's done nothing. He's a failed mayor of South Bend. He's a failed secretary of transportation. And then we make them out to be these, like, idols. Like, really? We got to wake up. We, we have got to wake up. And I keep saying this over and over again. And I don't know how to get this message, message through. The fact that we elected, put Rona McDaniel back in the office, knowing that she's ineffective, knowing that she hasn't done anything. And people say, well, she raised money. Okay, we have deep pockets in the Republican Party, and if they're unwilling to give to keep America together, then what use are they? They're just all talk about the love of the country when in actuality they don't care because they feel that their billions will isolate them from what's happening. Meanwhile, you have a George Soros who's just putting his money all over getting these incompetent DAs into office, and they've destroyed our way of life, destroyed our community. And then come election day, people go and vote for the same people over and again, and then they still complain, oh, crime, all oh, this. Well, you, you brought it upon yourself. And as I said during last night's show, until this impacts them with a major death or a major crisis, violence crises, these people aren't going to wake up. I would hate for it to get that way, but we're fast approaching that because that's what happened with New York City. They kept saying they wanted to turn around, and never did. They said, well, let's get a black mayor. Maybe he'll change things. He made things worse. God rest David Dinkins' soul. He made things worse. Look at Eric Adams. He hasn't improved it. You look at Houston. You have Sheila, Sheila Johnson, who's planning on running. Jackson, rather, not Johnson, but Jackson, running, running for the mayor of Houston. And it's not because she feels that she'll be able to make a significant change. She wants to do it because she knows that she'll be a diversity hire and that people will vote for her because they're afraid that if they don't vote for her, they'll be called a racist or misogynistic because she's a black woman. And you look at all these blacks that are in these positions. None of them have brought success. Now, the ones who were Republicans who've been in these positions, they brought success, but they're few and far between. And it goes back up the chain to Barack Obama. He destroyed the country, and the, the, the destruction is continued with all these other black failed leaders who happen to be up under the umbrella, Andrew, of the Democrat Party. You just got to call it out. Very well said, Rob. Thanks for tuning in to After Dark with Rob and Andrew once again, which is available on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Pandora, wherever you stream, or you can go to America Out Loud. Dot news. We'll see you guys next time, and remember, stand for something or fall for nothing.